Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Stupid Mac is a man. <laughs> Stupid Mac. Stupid Mac. with this. Nicholas? Oh, Yo, you all subdued. Where's your cocaine? Pat! I feel like you need cocaine. My roommate probably has some in his room. Little bump. Little bump. Nope. <laughs> Little bump? I got my uh, Kool Aid. So. I'll just make <laughs> you, you sleep. Yeah, and I'll just give you the diabetes. You don't want yeah. that. Is it Spider Man flavor, Nick? No, well, it's red. <laughs> <laughs> Is it Tom Holland's blood? <laughs> <laughs> That's the blood of all of my enemies. <laughs> dark. That went dark quickly. You want me to be drinking Bill. some 20 year old kid's blood? <laughs> I just asked, was it? I didn't. Yeah. Just inquiring minds want to know. Well, it's obviously blood of some sort. Obviously, blood. Uh, hey, guys, is- uh, I have a question, Nick. This might cheer you up because it's a, a question about Eternals. You've seen Eternals, right? Yeah. And I know we don't want to talk because we you talked about it last week, but I have a couple of questions because I missed last week. week. You know when they went into um, the their spaceship and it was buried underground. Yeah. Uh, but the girl that was really fast, the 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 girl was that already was, there. Couldn't speak, really, how was she already there? And how and how did she have all that extra food, modern day food stuff? Or did she get that after they lifted it out of the ground? I assume. I assume she was always there. Yeah, I assume there's Me a too. cave or something that goes to the don't so we never it saw her it? well we never saw her between the time that they disbanded and they found yeah, so I her assume she was buried ship. underground so where did she get all the modern day food then if she was buried there since bison maybe she time? like did the super flash thing and burrowed her way out. vibrated through things yeah. i don't know yeah my in my head canon, she got all that stuff once they dug her up because she's so damn fast she just went to she went to the local supermarket <laughs> that would be quickly. better it's also possible but the thing is they don't need to eat right but they were yeah but then there was that bit where they were fighting over they swapped the packet was that an in joke that i missed where they where icarus icarus wanted icarus was reading a tablet and the other one was eating some cookies oh yeah noticed that they each wanted i can't remember who the guy was the it was the uh uh, the the mental guy guy. yeah i don't know no, they have to eat, right. I think. There's like several dinner scenes in that movie. I don't think that that yeah. means that they need, like Superman, there have been a couple of occasions where like, yeah, I don't have to eat. Like I choose to. Maybe they just enjoyed it, right? They just enjoyed the act of eating. And another question, where does it's ego like fit in this? Because ego is an eternal, celestial. right? Uh, sorry, a, um, celestial. A, uh, celestial. So is he an experiment know. that went wrong? Is he one of the grand guys experiment? So I think wrong? that he is between the... Um, what we've seen because that they're not celestials right the um no they're eternals no the no, no creatures no. are celestials. The, the creatures saying, that created oh, them. that's the title oh, of the movie <laughs> yeah no no the big it's guys weird are because celestials. ego ego right. does not yeah. seem like he's on that same level 
I think ego, is, ego, ego is a celestial. I know, but I'm yeah, saying, in, like, in terms of like his output, he does not seem like he's on the same level as the judge. That was my question, Jammer. How does ego fit in? Because he's a celestial, but he didn't say he came bursting out of a planet. He said he was floating around in space when he first became conscious or aware. Yeah, but with the brain the of a celestial. That would be the same thing. Yeah, you don't always know. Like I don't remember fighting my way out of my mom's C-section, so. Yeah, but the way they explained celestials was their birth was coming out of a planet and they already knew. They right, were, they if were a planet exploded around you, like I don't think that you would know that that's necessarily what happened, right? Oh, like, yeah. no, if he was just a brain, but when they come out of the planet, they're already like humanoid form though, aren't they? That, that was the whole thing. They came out with... Maybe yeah, he's a preemie. He Maybe he's a preemie. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like they shouldn't have called him a celestial. I think yeah, that's what I'm species. saying. Like he does not seem the same Over. as Leave it. the judge Leave it. or even the head Go that on. we saw in Guardians, the first one. Because yeah, that's no celestial's yeah, that's head. Celestial's Nowhere. Head. Yeah. Yep. So they seem somehow distinctly different. Well, I was thinking that the guy that was creating the celestials, I can't remember his name. He made a mistake Judge. with the with the Arson. deviants, right? He said he made a mistake. He gave them awareness and stuff. So maybe he, he was a mistake. His first times of creating um, celestials. Everybody's first time was a mistake. Exactly. Well, same thing. It was never that impressive either. So ego wasn't yeah. that impressive. Yeah. So I don't know. But that's why my question was: Where does he fit in with the celestials? Because he was one apparently, and doesn't match what we saw in Eternals. Planet know birthing why? and all that. You know stuff. why? Not a good movie. Actually. Why? Tell me why. Not a, not a good movie. Anyway. <laughs> That's I'm not, not sure. the reason why. Danny, what I'm did not. you think of it? You I, I, I liked it like you did, Jammer. I liked it because it was uh, doing something different. I liked it because it was not the regular formulaic stuff. I do have these these questions, and that's why I just, I just threw them out quickly while we were waiting for you to log on. But I actually enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I was going to. But at the same time, my nephews found it fucking boring, as you saw. They were fidgeting all the way through. And so, I don't know. I, I, was I got the impression that they liked it. Well, yeah, that was afterwards. I was sitting there in the movies <laughs> with them, mate, and they were all over the fucking shop. They were, yeah, <laughs> so they were what, we're, what I'm gathering is that you've goosed their uh, their review. Like, it was good, right? It was good. Like, yeah, I guess no, I did. Uncle Danny, I think anyways, <laughs> <laughs> it's when I pointed the camera at them. I think they felt like they had to say something positive, and I actually no, tell tell the boys what you thought. Like oh, every reviewer good. ever, <laughs> right? No, somebody like, oh yeah, no. you're huh? What? I feel like people by nature are negative no but i feel like once you get like once you're on camera you're more likely to to do a thing like even if you don't like yeah. an actor's project you're like oh how's it going blah 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 george clooney got to talk to you about whatever the fuck project that you made well that's if you're talking directly to george clooney yeah they're kids they don't know the difference it's, that's different yeah. they're, they're not children. talking to george clooney they're children i'm saying that the same we're stars for children I was on 60 Minutes and my kids are like, you going to be on TV today, daddy? It's like, that was a one-off thing. You were on 60 Minutes? When? Uh, September. Why didn't you tell us? I could have logged into my non-existent cable subscription. Nobody needs to see that. Go yeah. watch that. Anyway. Plus. Hey, Nick, yeah. what did you think of it? Because I don't think we got your opinion on it either. Eternals? Yeah. Um, I thought you did. I like, it was okay. It's a, uh, I don't know. It's my... It's, I don't know why people think it's worse than uh, Incredible Hulk and Thor 2. That's crazy. Oh, fuck, no. 
That's because Jonesy is stupid. Oh, wait, no, Jonesy. No, 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 I'm talking that. about wait, Rotten Tomatoes worst? having it the lowest Rotten Tomatoes score of all. It's like, I mean, people are, are like, it is the worst. I'm like, no, it isn't. It's the bottom. It is. I like, I like Incredible Hulk 10 times better than this. See, he's stupid. Yeah, I, 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 I don't even consider it <laughs> Thor, Thor 2? Uh, I don't know. I, it depends. I do. I do. I feel like you, you got it's the Loki factor. Thor 2. You got the Loki no. factor. It helps. No. Loki factor is the only positive part that movie we watched it for the other podcast recently um i gave it like a a c c minus there we go it's 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 bottom five it's bottom five but still marvel cinematic universe it's not bottom five it's bottom feet at the bottom five what what is on hold on mcu list all right let me let me see time for this listen we we don't have time for this listen no listen no 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 listen listen no we don't have time for this we're podcasting we gotta go we gotta Are go. we doing that right now? No, this is not the show. This can't oh. be the show. Can't be Jerry? the show. You can't be the show. This is not the show, Jerry. It's not the show. You guys ready to do a podcast while Jammer looks up this thing? <sighs> yeah. Oh my god. We've oh, done that, that two blessing. times. Two times. It's because I'm drinking a carbonated beverage and I don't drink. What are you drinking? Often. What's your beverage? What are you drinking? Drink is, it a bubbly? is it a bubbly? It's an, Please be it's a bubbly. An Izzy. Fuck you. I actually did not. Were you at Chipotle? I... Were you at Chipotle? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I know so what you <laughs> can divine your whole future just by what you're drinking. <laughs> okay, so I think I think it's better than uh Iron Man 2. It's is better it than great? I think it's better than the Incredible Hulk. No. I think it's I think it's better than the first Avenger because I hated the second half. Listen, let me get let me let me let me finish. Better than the dark world. Yes. Maybe. It is better than Age of first Ultron. Thor. I put it better than no. First Thor. You're out of your fucking mind. No, I don't think at it's this not, point. It's not, I think it's not better than the first Thor. It's not better than the first Thor. It's not better than the first Thor. You're on drugs. But it's not better than any Avengers movie, especially not Age of Ultron. I don't think... I think it's better than Ant-Man and the Wasp. No. No. It's better than Captain Marvel. No. What is in that Izzy? What the fuck? That's it. That's it. That's it's it's bottom. It's bottom ten, because it's. I think it's the eighth worst movie, in my mind. You're on so many jugs right now. It's, on, it's number four from the bottom for me. So you, you did it's definitely in the bottom it is five. Better than Easy. Thor. Easy bottom five. Anyway. Yeah. <sighs> let me introduce this show. So I can, yeah, let me let me let me introduce the podcast so I can just cut all of this bullshit out. Hello and welcome to Breaking Geek Radio, the podcast, the premier flagship and international podcast of LRM Online. If you can hear the anger in my voice, it's because Jammer was just saying some bullshit that I'm going to edit out of the show. So <laughs> enjoy that. Enjoy that. Anyway, we've got a ton of news. We've got so much news. Uh, it's not impossible, though, because um, I don't believe in impossible scenarios. Right, Nick? That's right. That's right. Kobayashi Maru. Maru, baby. Hell no. Nah. We got this. Yeah. Um, first, so one of the things I was going to talk about, this isn't really a news story. I just kind of wanted to get it out of the way. We got two new trailers or trailers, whew, two new posters for The Matrix 4. And there's a domestic poster and there's an international poster. And the international poster is way better. That's all I want to say. Like, I don't understand why international posters are almost always better than the domestic ones. So the US trailer or yeah, trailer poster is the one where you see all the protagonists standing there neo's got his hand up in classic pose posey pose 
and Morpheus is standing like a red pill. Although I can't unsee the fact that he's basically dressed like um, Joaquin Phoenix's Joker. He's just missing the yellow vest. So he's obviously yeah. a red pill, apparently. Uh, but then the international poster is just Keanu Reeves and Carrie Ann Moss walking down the street. It, to me, it's it's much more reminiscent of the older movies and gets me more excited for the uh, for the sequel, even though I don't. He's holding Got up his hand way. in the domestic one. Yeah, I don't want that. Don't give me that. <laughs> That's give me, all Neo the up his hand. Give me the walkies. Give me the I like walkies. the walkie better. Yeah. First, I thought you were going to bring up that you thought they were different because some countries didn't want the other race characters on the poster. Oh, is that a thing? I don't know. That's why I thought you were going to bring it up. Like maybe. God damn it, Nick. I thought you China. had like hard hitting news. No, no, no. I thought that's where you were going. But yeah, I like the international one better too. Not because okay. it removed the minorities. Okay. No. <laughs> well, I like it exclusively because it removed the minorities. I know. Confirm. Nick Doll is not a racist. He's like, hey, listen. It's not well. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, they look. I mean, they both look fine. I don't care about. I don't care about posters usually that much. Um, no, no. But I, when I watched Ghostbusters last night, I saw the Matrix trailer there again. I like that trailer. I like. I like that song. I saw it in the big screen. I like that song. That song it always makes everything better. It's a good song. Yeah, it's a good song. I agree. Um, speaking of trailers, it was weird getting to see the. A new spider-man trailer on the big screen i don't think it really matters i think i was already more excited to see this um it's frustrating to me that the reasons why i want to see spider-man movies has nothing to do with spider-man so this one we get a little bit more substance right so i think nick you're probably more excited for this trailer than anybody here i saw you put the little heart emoji when i posted in the news nick can you tell us why this trailer excites you for spider-man well unlike you i'm always excited for spider-man movies so i love the homecoming and the far from home trailers too but willem dafoe and alfred molina man it's really all it's about like the problem is is that spider-man 2 is really boring that's the problem yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) i didn't actually freeze i'm just like you. I know that. I was Spider-Man laughing. Spider-Man 2? The original was... Spider-Man 2? Yeah, I hate it. It's boring. Wait, with Alfred Molina, you think that's boring? Now you're oh, on so crack again. So boring. What is with you when you're taste more like takes. a regular movie? Also, can I also say this really quick? No. Eternals is better than Incredible Hulk. It's better than no. Iron Man no. 2. I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> just going to delete that Spider-Man shit out too and call it technical difficulties. Five, not Marvel movie, but superhero movie. No. No, absolutely, yes, it's, absolutely. It's like it's Winter Soldier, that like Logan, maybe Dark Knight. Dark Knight. Yeah, you say Logan. maybe the Dark Knight. Oh, well, sometimes I switch Dark Knight and Batman Begins. It's like it Winter Soldier, Endgame, friggin' Dark Knight. Uh, what were the ones you named? Blade. I don't like Blade that much. Personally. All right, we're moving on. We're moving the fuck on. Anyway. Before I hang up. On <laughs> oh, well, well, we were talking about this trailer. Yeah, I'm excited to see. Uh, it's cool to see the old villains come back, even though Kyle and I just watched, rewatched Amazing Spider-Man 1 and 2, and there's not more than like 10 minutes of good footage between the two films. Yeah. Before I kick it over to Jammer and Danny, the other thing that I will say about this trailer, like it's frustrating because I feel like they gave away a lot in this trailer. Um, I would have liked seeing what appears to be an emotional beat live, like in the movie theater, where there's a conversation that happens between 
Peter and Doc Ock, where it seems like Peter understands like, oh, I don't want this to happen, right? I, I want to save these people. And I would like to have seen that in the theater, but. You, you'd like to see it in the, in the trailer or in the movie? In the actual movie. Okay, so you, you don't, you don't, seen that. okay. Got it. Yeah, I can see that. I'm realizing, speaking of bad takes. Oh God. I, uh, Full of them today. I found my kryptonite when it comes to trailers in a good way. I like a trailer when it telegraphs the emotional arc of the character a lot because I'm like, oh, fuck. I can't wait to see that emotional arc happen. Um, I don't think we got it in this movie because I don't know where his arc is going or what he's going to be thinking. Um, But that's just, we'll put a pin in that for later, but that's just a bad take that I have when it comes to trailers. Something's Um, wrong with you today. I'm going to blame the Chipotle. Okay. Did you get a bowl or a burrito? Bowl or a burrito? Burrito. That was your first mistake. Danny, no. What did you no, think of okay. the trailer? I didn't even talk about the trailer yet. I was gonna talk. About the trailer. You did. You said that it didn't. You said that you didn't get an emotional arc. You were like, "Here's my bad take." What? No. Okay. Continue. What? What? What else would you like to say? I I don't want to say it anymore. Good. I'm just Danny. Gonna, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought it gave away too much. I would rather have had a little bit less uh, of everything. It seemed to be like throw everything that we think the fans want to see and to shut them the fuck up uh, and then we'll see how excited everybody gets. And they did. I would have preferred to have seen a little bit less um, and had a little bit more anticipation for the for the film. However, I know Marvel are quite smart about this stuff now and I think there's a few red herrings in there about what's actually going to happen and what the actual themes are. I do think that some of the bad guys are not going to be that bad and that's why Peter's um, like a little Doc bit torn between. Yeah, I think yeah. so. But the other side of it is that's going to annoy me if Peter's that naive still after three films and all this stuff that's going on is that he's still that naive. That would annoy me a little bit. Naive in what way? Oh, why does everybody have to die? Well, because if they've all come through some sort of portal that Doctor Strange has accidentally opened or Agatha's opened or fucking Sinestro's opened or whoever's opened <laughs> Uh, whatever um then <laughs> then i, I, think, insult, I right. think you've got to be smart enough to know that um that that's not a good thing for this particular world that we live in so for him to suddenly start fucking things up to stop um dr strange closing the portal or killing them all or sending them back or whatever i think that would make him a little bit naive in that sense but again i think marvel is smarter than that and whatever they've led us path they've led us down could quite easily do a a backflip twist turn and change and that's what i kind of like about it i don't think they've given us it given it away but i do think they gave us too much in the trailer so what i find interesting about what you're saying there is one other thing out there so there is an international trailer for Mm -hmm. this and i think it was Mm -hmm. brazil and one of the shots Brazil. Um, one of the shots that they show, the scene where Peter Parker is jumping at the villains, villains. Yeah. in their trailer, it goes on a little bit longer and Lizard's head like snaps. Yeah, he gets like, punched, right? Someone yeah. punches him, right? Someone. Yeah. And so we've well, yeah. seen them edit trailers, do some clever editing. Mm-hmm. So again, for me, I don't care like about seeing the other Spider-Man. That's not the thing for me. So if that's the thing that they're hiding, that they think is going to be the thing, good for yeah. them um, you know it'd be even me. cooler i'm really what we're only seeing three of the villains what if it was uh <laughs> what if it was doc ock and peter fighting side by side i think they like are the worst the tentacles i think it's gonna happen 
Well, yeah, so what I, mean, like, what that, I mean, that's I, we're basically guaranteed to get the other Spider-Man at this point. I mean, we'll I can tell so you what's going to happen. I'd love to see Doc Ock I, and him together fighting. The what's going to happen is this. They're going to fight together. Like they're going to have some moment where he's going to be like, no, no, you got to let us die, Peter. And he is the one that sacrifices himself to do that. Just like he did in Spider-Man 2. Yeah. Just like he did in Spider-Man yep. 2. In that really no, boring movie. That's my um, So really <laughs> quick, uh, I'm surprised that Sony and Marvel haven't revealed that, actually shown the, the other Spider-Man yet Uderman? in the movies, in the trailers. Like, I'm, I'm, like, it's like that, wouldn't you want to show that to get people I, in theaters? I don't think it matters. I think everyone assumes... Uh, or everyone they love, that or we they love assume, the villains and we or assume. just in general everyone's going to see this movie even without other villains or spider-man i mean or other spider but i think i think there would be more movie. people i think there would be more people who would see it if they knew the other spider-man were going to be there who were like aren't really tapped into it and they see oh they That's have my spider mcguire back yeah i don't understand why they're not showing them they're showing everything I, else except for that i don't know i think marvel would be the one who didn't want to show them and sony would have wanted to show them maybe we'll god see. we'll find out That's we'll like find out i think it, there'll December be another 17th? yeah but i also think there's going to be another trailer please because it wasn't called please, final please trailer please. yep yep do they even call movies final trailers anymore or is it just like trailers i guess they do i mean it, so it just depends it, yeah. it's it's completely random there's no rhyme or reason to it i mean it'll be out in the public almost immediately though so like what do you mean? Probably a TV well, spot on Saturday after it comes there's out. There's no way they would do that. You don't think so? Super what do you mean? That, Reveal like, it in like a TV spot after the fact. Like right after it comes out, be like, hey, Toby. No, Wire. I bet they, I think, I think, I think Nick's right. I think they will. Like a week after it comes out, I think a they will. A week after? And obviously everyone else is going to tell all their friends who didn't see Spider Man. They're like, hey, it's got the other guys, the older guys in it, or the younger guys in it, or whichever. Why you tell all your friends about me? Yeah. <laughs> what? what? I'm the vulture shows up Spooder and says man. that. <laughs> you guys ready to move on? Tell your friends. Oh, wait, I, I do me. want to talk to Danny. Danny uh, is, is has been the curmudgeon in us. In us, that's not. <laughs> he's in. He's been the curmudgeon within the oh, group yeah. about the multiverse. About multiverse. Just, phase four. Phase four. Um, and he he feels like there's something wrong with him. I'm here I'm to right tell there. you, Danny, there's nothing wrong with you if you phase four, if you're not feeling phase four. You know, obviously, I think there are some good stories that we've had so far. But at the same time, maybe A, they didn't click with you because they just weren't the type of stories you want to tell. It might also just be that you're over it, you know, because I, I don't know about you, but like sometimes with long running series or just in general, there's a point where it's like things kind of end. It's like, you know what? I could stop reading now, be completely satisfied. And you just, for one reason or another, can't go beyond it. And that's okay. That's totally normal. And that might just be where you're at at this point. I also feel yeah. all the TV shows have been better than all the movies. So you mean for this phase? The movies have been disappointing so far. In this I think phase. he's talking about Star Wars. <laughs> that's good. Um, anyway, Danny, sorry. I I don't Danny's know about to speak I and I interrupted that. him. Oh, I interrupted ahead, Danny. So what were you going to say, Danny? You don't agree that, that no, no, I think or I... visions or anything else that we've gotten. We're not talking about Star. God damn it! Oh, you said you didn't know if you agree with that. Because I'm thinking about. Okay, let Danny talk first, and then we'll jump into my thing. I, I've forgotten what the question was that I was. What, what, what I, am I responding to? What well, you said. So Jack. I think yeah, he you, wanted you to know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, you might be right, Jam. I think it, it, there's after because I wasn't as excited as everybody was about WandaVision. That was to me that was slow and meandering and and dull. And so that could well have been the um, end game hangover for me. But I really I did really enjoy the Spider Man. But that that Spider Man that came out, what was that one? Far from home, right? The Spider Man that yeah. came out after End Game. It felt like that was that was like the prologue, uh, the um, epilogue to End Game. So that was more the little sprinkle of fairy dust on the bow tied wrapped up present that we had in Endgame. everything after that i just yeah i think you're right damn it's like come on you you need to give me some give me something tangible rather than this it could be fucking anything and everything which is what i feel we've got at the moment with the multiverse eternals and everything well, else right now it looks like they're throwing spaghetti at the wall and seeing what sticks and i'd rather see something a little bit get my teeth into at the moment but that might take a few films right even so, sure, think, or or it may up. it may never happen. That too, it might never happen again. I feel like that's a bad yeah. thing because I think we're we're. So you said a few films. We're kind of already at the few films level. Not only are we at True. the few films level, we've had several shows, and I think at this point in the first iteration of the MCU, um, we kind of had, had an idea of where of the, this was going. Yeah. and we're yeah. not there yet. And I think the thing yeah. that would help get people excited is if we if we had more inklings of where we were going and that, so yeah. is that King? Yeah. Is that King? Or is that what's going to happen with Agatha? Is that going to, what's happening with the Eternals? Yeah. And like you said about exactly. throwing spaghetti yeah. at the wall, like we're kind of there yet where we don't have like, for lack of a better term, we don't have an end game for this phase. Yeah. Um, an idea of where we're going. So what is the thesis statement for this phase of the MCU? Multiverse. That's it. You know, yeah, that's not, <laughs> but that in and of itself is insufficient. I, no, I agree. They're exploring, I think this shouldn't even be called a phase, and they're exploring multiple storylines throughout. You have like your tech storyline going, you have your multiverse storyline, your Kang storyline, there's going to be a gamma storyline with the She Hulk and other projects like that. I just think we're seeing the characters almost more break off into their own worlds because they're able to use TV series, not just movies. Like Hawkeye looks like it probably has nothing to do with anything else that's going on in the universe, but it looks fantastic. It looks so good. That's a so great standalone. Yeah. <laughs> like they um, had the clip during Disney Plus Day, and I was blown away by like seeing a minute and a half clip. I was like, this looks fun. They even got Christmas music to cement that yeah. it's a Christmas show. <laughs> but I was saying, the thing I disagreed with you on, I think, is I, as far as you said, you think the shows are better than the movies for this phase. I don't think that's true. No, I was thinking about Star Wars. Why are you talking about Star Wars? Why aren't you picking up what I'm putting down? Because I'm already talking about <laughs> Okay. Well, I was about to say, I think I liked Black Widow. and I think I liked Black Widow and Shang-Chi better than most of the shows. I think the only show I really, really liked, like, I think I liked the idea of WandaVision and it was fun to watch, but ultimately a bit shallow. Um, Loki, I really liked mm-hmm. for most of it. Falcon <laughs> and Winter Soldier has fallen flatter the more I think about it. Mm. Um, it's a much better version of Black Widow. <laughs> I think what bothers me about Falcon and Winter Soldier even more, so you talked about falling flatter, I feel like the news that we talked about last week, where they were like, we're going to put him through the ring, Mm. we're going to make him earn it, like that makes the series like, well, what the fuck was I just watching? Mm. Yeah, I mean, that seems to be the other thing they're juggling is like balancing, not making film watchers only feel left out, letting them be a part of it, like everyone both tv and movie 
having a, a, a reason, a quote unquote reason for the multiverse. You know, we have Loki and then we now have Spider-Man. So it's just like, pick your poison. It's whatever you want it to be. You know, it either this happened or that happened. Or, you know, he became, you know, uh, Captain America in this show and he's going to become Captain America in the movie. So it's, yeah, it's, it's, I wonder if they're just trying to balance that, like what they, how they interweave those things and making sure that things matter, even if they ultimately don't matter. It's, it's, you know what it reminds me of? Balancing It reminds me of the Power Rangers. When the Power Rangers movie came out in like 1996, seven, maybe five. Yeah. Maybe five. Um, What was funny about that was the movie, they went, lost their powers, got new powers. And then they're like, well, how do we make this work for the TV show? That was actually a completely different dimension, like a different storyline. It was an alternate universe. universe. And so in the TV show, they had to get the same powers in a different way. So like, that's almost what this is. It doesn't quite work. I should have stopped talking about it, but that's I mean, how it I think, I think it makes sense. That makes sense. I can see that. So I would like say it's, it's close enough of a comparison, even if it's not one-to-one. I would say a better comparison is uh, like you have your main like comic arc, like Secret Empire or uh, Secret Wars or Civil War running. And then the comics, I mean, the TV shows feel like well, they're the tie-in comics. Like yeah. Spider-Man, Secret Wars, you know, Civil War. Like, because whenever they have a big event, then, then they encourage you to get all the books that tie in, but most people just buy the big event. I feel like yeah. the little asterisks that we would get in comic books where it's like confused reference yeah, uh, comic book number. <laughs> da, 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 da. So by the time we get yeah. to like where King the Conqueror shows up, you're like, who the fuck is this guy? It's like, oh no, reference Loki episode. Da, 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 da. Like, <laughs> Luis is the one who pops up and says, "Yeah, from Ant Man." That just reminds me. Reminds me of some of the really shitty. You guys know about fan subs in the anime community. So what? fan, basically, back in the early 2000s, you'd have fan groups that would come in and do subtitles for oh, shows. Oh, like fan fiction, kind of. No, 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 no. Fan subtitle. They would come in and subtitle a show. And oh. that way, and they would release it online so that people who, A, don't want to f- pay money can watch it, or B, maybe it's a show that wasn't available in America, could watch it and enjoy it. And uh, fan subgroups, they, they did a service back in the day, but now totally unnecessary. So don't be a fan sub dick. Uh, anyway, they uh, were really precious about Japanese words. And if you know the, the Death Note anime, mm-hmm. there's, you know, Light is all about like his big plans. And there's this one line where he says, it's all according to the plan, except the, except a uh, a fan group, fan subtitling group decided to, oh, no, 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 no. Plan isn't a strong enough word. We need to keep the original Japanese word and then explain what the Japanese words mean in a note oh. at the top. So he says, <laughs> it, it's going according to Keikaku. And then at the top, it says, Keikaku means plan. It's just like, <laughs> what's what was the point of that? Sense. What's the point like, of that? I feel like that's like, we did it. We did it, guys. <laughs> We did it. Got around the way. No, we didn't. <laughs> you guys ready to move on? Yeah. We got yes, we got a couple more trailers, um, only one of which I'm actually excited about, and that's the one we're going to talk about next. Pixar's Turning Red Oops. looks like a lot of fun. So we got a trailer for Pixar's next feature. It is the directorial debut of Domi Shi. And that's the person who directed Bao. I don't know if you guys have seen that. It was very disturbing. 
It's it very is, heartwarming right? and very disturbing. And also, in it retrospect, is. tying it in, kind of reminds me of some shit that we saw in Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. You know I'm, I'm sorry, sorry the what now? Ghostbusters. Don't spoil <laughs> Ghostbusters until the end. I think, he's not I spoiling think, Ghostbusters, he's spoiling Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. <laughs> you know what's funny is, is whenever, we, whenever we watch, put a trailer up, I always start playing it in, just so I can kind of reference it as we're talking. And so what happened was I played it and as it, it went really loud in my headphones so I couldn't hear myself talk. So I said <laughs> Ghostbusters. <laughs> Ghostbusters. <laughs> Ghostbusters. Anyways, go ahead. Keep, keep so going. Anyway, yeah. So we, uh, Rosalie Shang and uh, Sandra O oh are going to be leading this one. I love the energy from this one. Um, I feel like it has a very different energy than some of the Pixar stuff we've seen. I think the closest thing to it that I can recall is Inside Out. But yeah, I this think seems so. like over and above that. So I'm I'm super excited for it. How about you guys? Yeah, for I me, I, I, piece. <laughs> I haven't watched well, the trailer, just I forgot. Well, you really don't care. You don't like animated stuff that much anyway. I like Pixar usually. I could I like will it. say I saw the trailer for Encanto on a last movie. I Encanto. Encanto. I'm um, American saying <laughs> Encanto. Encanto. Uh, <laughs> no, but turning red. Uh, so I really like it because. Uh, as I mentioned, this was like a plant and now it comes to payoff. I talked about, I really like seeing telegraphed arcs and trailers. And in this one, you get this girl who's just like a fucking this teen really, woman. she's, she's totally like loud and proud who she is. And she's always on and she's always like high performing and probably like super type A and this and that. And over the course of this, seeing red this wrench that gets thrown in where she turns into a giant red panda uh learns that oh maybe i don't always have to be the best and so yeah i'm hearing danny i think was playing the trailer uh and yeah and anyways that that was totally telegraphed in this trailer and i'm just like oh i could see the arc the arc is there i'm in yeah i can feel the tears welling up I think the other thing that I like about this is it seems like between this and Encanto, we're getting um, a, an interesting, like magical realism almost type of thing in mm. Disney now, where like this is happening more consistently. Consistently, so this Encanto last, and um, the Last Dragon, Coco, Raya, no Raya, the Last Dragon. Too, that's that's more of a high fantasy. Yeah. No. Oh, okay. So magical real for those who don't know, I mean. I'm sure you're not the only one who doesn't know. So magical realism usually takes place in, I'm not saying in this, I'm saying for the, for the, oh, you weren't, you were joking. (laughs) No, no, no. I I was joking when I made like, what the fuck are you talking down to me about? Oh, okay. Hand. Um, Keep going. (laughs) Anyway. So magical realism is essentially like more grounded in the real world, but then like there's some weird things kind of happening that are like just a little bit off, but usually takes place in our world. Whereas high fantasy takes place in an alternate world, like a middle earth. Well, I guess it's not really alternate because it's technically supposed to be England, like thousands of years ago. Um, like a fucking, what's another place? Where's What's another fantasy place? New York City. On the moon. No. Narnia. <laughs> Narnia. Well, no, because that's a portal fantasy. It takes, it starts off in our world. <laughs> oh, fuck uh, me. Sorry. 
I'm getting the impression that the writer here doesn't know what no, uh, high fantasy uh, is. Well, I'm That's... trying to think of, of one that I've read that other people have read because I was about to say like Roshar, but you guys don't know what the fuck Roshar is. Nope. Um, like One Piece, like the One Piece world. I don't, it takes whatever. place. It doesn't take place anywhere. There's no Earth. Basically, when there's no Earth in this world. So Star Wars. That's it's high fantasy. But there might be an no, Earth there, there because might it's be. in space. And it's a long time ago in a yeah. galaxy far, far away. Yeah, far, far, far away from away. what? Here. But that's not, that's not yeah, really, that's, that's still, but well, anyways, I don't know. Anyways, magical realism is more based in reality with like a little bit of a weird twist, like an M. Night Shyamalan movie where the people don't fucking act like people. Wow. It's like wow. that. It's like the worst example. No, it's the best example. Have you watched Lady in the Water recently? I think Neil, that's a magical Neil realism. Game. Pick movie. any Neil Gaiman thing. That's magical realism. Except not all of it because Stardust is high fantasy. Good Omens, though. Right. Good Omens is a... Uh... Yeah. That yeah, would be... Good Omens, uh, I would say that's... I would just say... Yeah, I would say that skews... It has fancy realistic aspects, but I would still call that fantasy, but not a high fantasy. Okay. What about what about Danny's Hogwarts. Harry Potter. Harry Potter, that is a just a fantasy. Harry Potter. Harry Potter! Harry Potter. Not an owl, Harry. <laughs> Guess we can move on. Yes. No, oh, I don't think we were done. Did you? Oh, what do you we think of the trailer, Danny? <laughs> well, today oh yeah, Danny. Did you just watch <laughs> it? Are you watching it as we're talking? <laughs> yeah, I know. I really did. I, I loved. I, I didn't even know that was. I did. I must have missed that in the news piece. But I watched it. and It looks beautiful, and I, I didn't even need to hear it to know exactly what Jammer was talking about. I could tell by the trailer just by watching it that that's the kind of arc it had, and it looks beautiful. I love Pixar stuff, but they they've made this one look great. I'm super excited just by watching it without even hearing the trailer. When, so I'm in. When does it 100%. come out? Because we just got a Pixar trailer. March. Wow, so it comes out before Lightyear. Is this the second trailer yeah. for it? Yeah, this is yeah. the second trailer. Advertising the original one came out. Advance. The original one for this one came out four months ago, I think. You were super excited for it then, Jammer. Yeah, I mean, you know me, I like my I animated shit. Yeah. I thought Encanto yeah. was the... the uh, Encanto. That's Disney. Encanto was the next one. No, that's, yeah, that's, that's Disney. Disney. That's current. That's right now. That's not, and that oh, comes that's, out sorry, that's not the next Pixar week. one, is it? Sorry. No, you're right, Jammer. Yeah, that's not Pixar. God damn, I always right? confuse them too. Remember, I thought Ryan the Last Dragon was, I claimed it was Pixar at one point. And you guys like, you're an idiot. I'm like, yeah, I'm an idiot. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> that didn't happen. That doesn't sound like me. I never would do that to you. What? <laughs> 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 what you can't see is the halo over James. By the way, head. last thing, what? last thing. Why Thank didn't you. they call this movie Seeing Red? Why didn't they call it Seeing Red? Why is it called Turning Red? Seeing Red is a way better title. Because Seeing Red is about anger. Yeah. Turning she's red turning. is about. Yeah. She's literally turning. No, red. I get it. I get it. She's literally it turning like red. It. It, doesn't it doesn't have to be like a literal it. meaning. It could be a seeing red thing. That makes perfect sense. Well, I think it's a play on she's the not angry, seeing though. red. Is it? Is it a play on that? I think so. No, uh, turning red. Like those have so. different. Is rough, turning like, red an expression? Yeah, you're embarrassed. Oh, shit. Uh, I didn't think of that. Uh, what? I think it. I think it implies that you're a communist and they didn't want to touch on that. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's what they oh, should yeah. have called it, Red Scare. Also, definitely, <laughs> definitely a metaphor for a period. I think, obviously. No, I'm, I'm not kidding. I definitely is, oh, is a right. metaphor yeah, for yeah. that. Yeah, I'm not kidding. 100%. Especially with the dad was like, the dad was like, it's happening dads. already? It's happening already. It's puberty, baby. It's like, dang it, I thought I had another year. I mean, it's it's amazing to me. Like it again, it just feels very Teen Wolfy to me, and I like it absolutely. It's better, yeah. So, 
except with an actual teen and not like a 25 year old playing a teen what what or 30 year old i don't know how old he was when michael fox is pretty young when he played uh was he i i think so i don't know alex keating i know he was 87 when he played marty mcfly so there's that (laughs) (laughs) it's because of time travel yeah roughly he was the same age as when toby mcguire played uh peter parker yeah that's and andrew garfield those are pretty horrendous examples but that's like yeah It's a class. We're gonna move on. We're moving on. We're we're, we're gonna take this turn. We're gonna move it on. Halo. Halo got a trailer. Super quick teaser trailer. Paramount Plus. So it seems like Paramount Plus is like, hey guys, we're all about that sci-fi, right? So instead of the sci-fi channel being the home for sci-fi, Paramount Plus is gonna be the home for sci-fi. They got all the Star Treks. Now they got themselves a Halo. Uh, We got a teaser trailer seeing Master Chief don the iconic Spartan armor. Uh, any of you guys Halo players? Any, any? I was for the first two. Oh, yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. For the first so two, the I was like, I put so many hours in those, like hundreds of hours into the first two, and then so after wait, that, I fell off. Before we move on to the trip, so you don't have an Xbox jammer, right? No, I mean this. I mean Halo's been around for three Xbox generations, so it's like, yeah. I mean, do you have a current? I, no, God, or no. even a one. I, because you can yeah. download the new Halo on Xbox. No, I, I haven't That's had an I Xbox. Say. I haven't had access to an Xbox regularly since 360. Danny, you want to play? We should play. What's that? Th- I, I can't do it. Just talking about what, what, or touching on what Jammer just said, it was that game. It was Halo 3 that, that when I completed that after spending two, stop it, stop teasing. We're spending so many hours on it that I had to then sell my, I had to fucking get a life. I just imagine Danny, like, game. I imagine before before he sold the Xbox, he looked like that guy from Dune, and now he's just cut. He's just like, I had to get rid of it. I was thinking he looked like Gollum. It's like somebody coming and turn off the turn off the Xbox. My precious. My precious. I had to. It, was, it drove me bonkers. So it's the last game I played. I got rid of it. I had Call of Duty in the cellophane wrapping still and refused to open it because I did not need another reason to stay indoors so i haven't played it since then so yeah so the thing for me about this trailer is it it doesn't really do anything for me they've talked about um a a the show or a movie since like forever it's gone through multiple and that's all i've got yeah i think the only thing that interests me about this is the fact that Pablo Schreiber is going to be master chief and i i really enjoy him and his presence so if you guys have ever seen american gods um or i can't think of something else he's been in a bunch of stuff like you see his face what's his name josie sorry pablo schreiber um, s-c-h-r-e-i-b-e-r a, yep he's a huge dude um he's got the funny thing is like the attitude that i enjoy from him is not oh, yeah. what you would get from master chief and so um i think the only thing i'm looking forward to is is that like his performance that said Halo to me is not something that I need to have adapted, right? To me, it, it is just fine as a video game, but it'll be interesting to see what they do. I Barely mean, I knew I plot. wanted it back in the day, but it's, it's been so long since, like, it's been... They missed the boat. They missed the boat, like, a decade ago, back yeah. when it was first getting turned into it by Peter Jackson. Like, that was that was when you could strike. That was when the iron was hot. Now I'm like... There's so many other big franchises out there. It's just like, it's just one of many. Yep. I mean, it's always been one of many, but like even more. I'd probably watch it just because I don't even know much about Halo. So it'd be like a new experience for me. Probably watch it I, I guess if, if you're, if you're a yeah, sci-fi fan or a fan of sci-fi 
you know, action or military sci-fi type stuff and you, you're not into video games and the show comes out, I think it'll scratch a niche for you. But I'm just curious as far as how it'll, what it's going to adapt exactly. Like, do we need, yeah. do we need the story adapted? I say no. I say I'll watch uh, it the same way I'm going to watch uh cowboy bebop just knowing nothing about the source material anyway so I'll i mean sometimes it. it's the best way to go into it yeah i mean i already know wheel of time just came out uh this year today out too oh my that God. just came out the first three episodes i think i don't know but i know There's some no at least time. three at least some time has come out some of it has come out and i know wheel of time fans are already bitching up a storm sound they're they're starting like star wars fans it's just Man. I don't you know what's like crazy. It. I was all excited that Foundation, the season finale, is this week. But then yesterday we got Star Trek. There's yeah. new episodes of Arcane, another episode of Morning Show, more Wheel yep. of Time. It's like, yep, I'm, I'm Cowboy I'm Bebop, happy Cowboy Bebop, oh God, Tiger King too, one. y'all. I've started and, that anyway. Anyway, um, <laughs> I, I just there's just so much stuff to watch. Um, there's too much, and I still need to finish Shadow and Bone, which is a show I don't really like that much, but I want to finish on principle. No, <laughs> I'm how about you? Down. How I'm about you watch that He Man that you said you I have two episodes left? I'm not going to do it. I'm, I'm just telling you right now, it's not going to happen. I, I'm I watching Ark coming. You know what? I'm watching what Arcade. Is that you're like? doesn't sound that bad i'm gonna watch it i'm gonna watch it. like you, you're basically just daring. i'm telling you no like i'm telling list. you no i'm not gonna do it to the list i'm not gonna do it i'm telling you right now i'm not gonna it's watch not it adding it to the, so adding it to the list is different adding it to the list is like i tell you about a thing you're like okay i'm gonna add it to the list and maybe you just forget about it this was like i i hate this this is terrible you're like you know what i'm gonna watch it anyway <laughs> no if i say i'm adding it to the list it's i probably will but forget it's <laughs> it's easy to verbally it's flip you off by top men Yes. And I say that it's to easy. people who I don't give a shit. Like, I'm like, I'm never going to watch that, but I'll add to the list. Top men. It, it's easy to say something because I know it'll bother you. It's it's much more work to actually follow through with it because that's hours of my <laughs> that's time. That's true. He was just fucking with you. Man, I feel like you opened the bear. Smith. Not a bear. <laughs> that hurts. I did put on a little weight. Well, I don't mean it like that. Oh, I put on the so much weight. Expression poking the bear. Get fat. Anyway, yeah, get guys ready. I, need, I need to work on that. Yeah. Oh wait, what are we talking about? Oh, the uh, Halo. No. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was yeah. a Halo story. I thought we were still on turning red. So. <laughs> 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 oh, shit. We have, and we were talking Marvel. I was like, oh, the, where are the why the fuck are we talking? Oh yeah, Spider Man. <laughs> we just got so far into it. Anyway. <laughs> Any other thoughts on Halo before we move on? I mean, I, I wish the best. I mean, hopefully, it's good. Does it need to be done? No, but I just hope it's really good because it has the potential to like look really beautiful. Right. I would have loved to see James Cameron freaking do a, a movie of Halo. That would have been awesome. But he's too busy doing his Avatar series that's never going to hit. So It'll hit. It'll hit. You know what's not going to hit? Another T'Challa says... <laughs> yeah, Sorry, that's a weird way to say it. it. <laughs> MCU VP of Development Nate Moore put to rest any discussion about recasting the character of T'Challa as Black Panther says he talked with Ryan Coogler about it and we just couldn't do it. Um, so this was a conversation that Nate Moore was having with Van Lathan on the Ringerverse. Some other nuggets from that conversation. He said that they talked about it and the conversation was like seconds long, um, it, which I, I don't know. I feel like a decision that you make that fast is an not necessarily considered the right decision. One. Yeah, it's not the right one, but 
I think it's horseshit. I've talked about it online. I think it's kind of dumb. I, we had a really fun conversation with um, E-Man from E-Man's Movie Reviews. And so he's the proponent of the recast to child movement. I, he got me on board. I was like, yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I'm curious how you all feel about this at all. I just, I think it's I'm with you hundred percent. It's a terrible idea. I, I think I've said this several times, like T'Challa is a bigger character than one actor. I don't like that. They box themselves into this. I get why they did it. They want to be respectful of, you know, by all, someone who by all accounts is like was really amazing and awesome and everyone loved him and was highly respected and loved as the character but at the end of the day he, it's a character he had many other roles like it was one of many characters that he did and it's just it's not fair to the legacy of the character especially given what the character went through in that movie and now we're just not going to see anything from him ever again or he's going to be and, killed off screen or and that, what. I was going to say the idea that you would kill him again. Right. Yeah. So just died in his own movie, died in um, Avengers, quote unquote, died, snapped away, died in what if going to fucking make me watch it again. Fuck. Like, I don't understand how you think that that equates to respectfulness, given the fact that you've made me watch him die at least three times. And also my mind always goes to Alien 3 or after Aliens, they spent mm-hmm. all that time trying to save the girl. And then at the beginning of the third one, it's like, oh, she died in hypersleep yep. in between movies. This is like, well, that was pointless, wasn't it? She didn't really mean anything after all. It was not important. Yeah. So yeah, Nick, Danny, anything? No, I mean... I'm I'm conflicted about it. You guys make really really good points. Well, tell me why you're conflicted. Why are you conflicted? At first, I thought it was the right move because of honoring Chadwick, but you guys make good points about like it's also important to honor the legacy of such an important, like socially important Marvel character that made such a big impact. You know, when the movie came out, which I mean, I th- it would continue to make a big impact even if they were to switch out the actors. So I'm kind of still flippy floppy. I. So what, what's frustrating about that is, so like Jammer, if Jammer is correct, that the thesis of this phase is the multiverse. And now we're just like, fuck you. You'll never get another one. It's like, how many Loki variants did we have to watch? How many Kang variants are we going to get? And now for whatever. No, his anger froze his internet. <laughs> oh no. He probably sees us and we're like really stupid looking because we're all frozen to him. <laughs> he looks really stupid looking. <laughs> <laughs> okay so dear listener, um, right now all four of us look really stupid looking apparently that's not me uh, <laughs> that's why we don't release video of the podcast you know, I, I give us be, a picture for our local <laughs> i would be open for video podcasts let us do video podcast fuck it well while we wait for uh jonesy what's the next story on our list everybody or Danny, what it. do you think about T'Challa? I don't think you said. Yeah, let's, let's go to Danny first. I um I am definitely siding with with uh, Jonesy and Jammer on this. I do feel that when uh the um, when this all started with the sad the sad passing of Chadwick Boseman, I do think that there was possibly a damned if you do, damned if you don't kind of situation mm-hmm. that Marvel put, were in, not put themselves in, obviously, where if they said they would recast, they would have been one. Uh, 
people pissed off of them. And if they said they would never do it, there would have been people pissed off. I think probably in hindsight, the better question, the better answer would have been something more on the fence of let's wait and see. Not quite like that. Obviously, that would have been a bit too heartless, but let's wait and see. Let's um, find some way to further down the line, make a decision that's best for everybody. Because now I think it's a bit knee jerk to say never recast him because I agree. Yeah. I think it's and a character maybe... that needs deserves better and uh and it was another character that Chadwick Boseman played and none of those other characters are necessarily ever going to be uh never going to be used again so yeah I think it's a tough one back when it first happened and they painted themselves into a bit of a corner to avoid upsetting anybody and now it's kind of a bit difficult to change change their change their mind and well, now he's gonna upset everybody <laughs> let's say he they don't yeah. kill him off and he's like off doing something and then they get enough backlash that they're like, let's recast them. I, mean, I would, yeah. I would like the idea if they just didn't paint themselves into a corner, like Danny yeah. said, like just leave it open-ended. Like yeah. something yeah. happens, he's got to go off world or whatever. And then when the heat dies down, when there are people that could accept a new actor playing that character, mm -hmm. bring him on back. Yeah. Rather than being like, not even in the next five years, but whatever they, and do you think this applies to the animation? I assume so, but camera wasn't so, so Sure. No, I'm pretty sure it doesn't apply to animation. Like I think they he could easily to, write him out of Guardians of the, the Multiverse, but but I just think it's MCU, like MCU live action. And he Hopefully. was specific. He did say MCU, but not live. But the thing no. is, what if is also MCU? And I could see them mm. utilizing him in other animation things in the future. So I could see MCU live action. What if they did that? Ooh, what if they just did an animated? Black Panther spinoff starring T'Challa. So I get that it's canon. So even though it's not a thing. It's not cinematic. So you yeah. kind of cut out. Can you can you repeat your things again? Because I was just saying that it's weird. They need a new name. It's not cinematic. What? Oh, MCU. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, you, some, some might call television oh, wait, cinematic, cinematic these days, even if it's yeah. not cinema. Cinematic in the in its stylings. And Martin its Scorsese wouldn't. Martin Scorsese. <laughs> they say the movies aren't cinematic either. That's right. That's what I'm saying. So there's no way that television could be cinematic. I uh -huh. really like the uh, Alfred Hitchcock thing you retweeted, Jonesy. I think it was you. Where it was. Can you explain? Uh, uh, it was like a, a fake variety article where it's like Alfred Hitchcock won't direct a <laughs> Marvel oh, movie yeah. because he's dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Too soon. Too soon. I think so. He died a million years ago. 11 like billion years ago. 11 billion years ago. You guys ready to move on? Yeah. Before <gasps> my internet on. crashes, fucking Comcast. Anyway. Comcast. I so don't think, I have you met anyone who's just like, you know what? My internet provider is fucking great. I would never move, I would never move on to somebody else. I've never met anyone who said that. My Comcast is pretty good, but I also would never say that, but. I was thinking about getting a new internet provider. We'll see what happens, but this is just ridiculous because there's no reason for this to happen. But anyway, moving on, moving on. Uh, two stories I'm going to tie together. It's the fact that, so last week we talked about, hmm, what? What? Go ahead. Good. Uh, so last week we talked about the fact that Rogue Squadron was delayed. Um, Jammer in the chat talked about the fact that he had a source that said, no, this is delayed indefinitely. Uh, and so now we're getting news that that seems to be the case. Uh, we've got another. To be clear, my source says f they they think it's indefinite. He didn't say, oh, it's definitely indefinite. He said, 
that's what that's what cooler talk is saying that's that's right. water cooler talk is that it's you know indefinite so another source online um pucks matthew baloney is saying that it is being delayed <laughs> indefinitely you're saying Sorry. that because he's because his, his last name is baloney yeah. yeah no no just uh, as a funny last name nothing to do with his credibility yeah i think it has everything to do with his credibility okay um the fact that this is also going to be delayed indefinitely and not just delayed indefinitely, it's because of creative differences. So this was set to be released in 2023. And they're saying that due to these creative differences and their inability to settle on a script, uh, Kathleen Kennedy has moved on to other films, which include Wonder Woman 3. So we might not get this at all. And the other story that I was going to tie this to was the idea that, you know, some fans or not fans, some Star Wars, let's say some Star Wars fans have been chomping at the bit for Kathleen Kennedy to vacate the head honcho seat at Lucasfilm and cede her control of Star Wars. But that doesn't seem like it's going to be the case, right? So three more years for Kathleen Kennedy in the head honcho seat uh, sitting on top of Star Wars. And I was curious how you guys felt about any of this. I'll say for me, Rogue Squadron was the film that I was the most excited about. Uh, It's the project that I was the most excited about, especially coming from Patty Jenkins, whose father was a pilot, a fighter pilot. So I feel like if there was anybody that was going to do it justice or like have at least a decent perspective, uh, she would have brought something really special to it. And that probably just based on not just professionalism, but also pride for who her father was and what he did. So I agree on that count. Um, And also I wanted to add about Kathleen Kennedy is that, you know, the, you know, she's obviously responsible for the good stuff too. Like the TV, like, you know, and a lot of people pointed to Mandalorian and they're like, Oh no, that's Dave Filoni and John Favreau. It doesn't matter that she greenlit it. But it's like Star Wars visions also exist because of her. Like she greenlit yeah. that. People like it's that just, also. It's knee-jerk fanboy, stupid ass reaction where there's like the things I like. I will I will pick and choose what she's responsible for to fit my I narrative. Honestly, believe it's partially because she's a woman. Absolutely. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, sure. I, I would argue I think some of it stems from that. And I also think that some of it stems from general dissatisfaction with the sequel series. So people are extrapolating from that. And their own sexism slash misogyny, and just a lot of people also love Rogue One together, and they wouldn't give her credit yeah. for that. <laughs> yep, yeah, they don't. They literally don't. They're like, oh, I heard she fought fought that movie, or oh, well, that was just an easy one to greenlight, or oh, blah 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 blah. Well, what they say about Rogue One is so the management issues that happened behind the scenes, and the fact mm-hmm. that I think it was um, Gilroy who had to come in and quote unquote yep. fix it at the end. Yep. And so even if you give her credit for it being a good movie, you still have to look at what happened behind the scenes mm-hmm. to even get there. And I feel like that is her. That's her biggest not her, like, flaw her for fault, me. But yeah. That is the biggest problem that I've seen is that at least initially for the first set of while that, that this inability to get the right person for the right project to follow through because we had that Version the so Gareth like, Roberts or Gareth Roberts, Gareth Edwards, yeah, Gareth, Edwards. yeah. who's Edwards. Gareth Roberts? I don't know. Your neighbor, Gareth, some random guy who's listening to this. Gareth, like, what the fuck? Gareth Edwards, <laughs> um, uh, Lord Miller, 
Yep. Um, and then Colin, Colin Trevorrow. Colin Trevorrow. Yeah. yeah. Who Wasn't was um, Trank supposed to do one as well? Oh, Josh Trank was going to do a Boba Fett movie. Yeah. But then, you know, he tranked, which is basically punching upward at the establishment, yeah. yelling at them and shit talking. Interesting. Is that what that but means? Anyways, Did you just so, make that up? Danny's I wearing mean, a Star Wars shirt. So I, I want no his idea. opinions too. Yeah, Danny, with no, your Star I, Wars. Yeah. I am a I am a Star Wars fan. I do feel that, that like Jones said, I think that uh, the sequel trilogy has kind of tarnished Kathleen Kennedy. Anything good that she's done, I think that's going to be the uh, the the weight around her neck that she's got to tolerate for a while because she's done everything that's been greenlit by her at some point and made decisions by her at some point. So like like you say, Jammer fanboys are getting a little bit pissed off and forgetting about the good stuff she's done, cherry picking what they want to complain about and stuff um i've been hit and miss with the star wars stuff but i still get super excited about any new star wars stuff that's coming so i was a bit disappointed that rogue squadron's been delayed i'm hoping it's just been yeah. delayed not not like never maybe happening. they can find another filmmaker um yeah because i mean here's my problem with petty jenkins is that she she requires a lot of power it sounds like based on Ultimate what she power. said ultimate power <laughs> um but yeah she seems like she wants like a lot of power and very much is like kind of an auteur type person which can be great but as we saw with like wonder woman 1984 can also be detrimental um and from what she said she had basically complete creative control over that movie um which is you know a counterpoint to the first wonder woman where she didn't have complete creative power and that movie turned out a lot better than the second one so i mean it's not Yes, auteurs are great, but also sometimes it could be great to have somebody who's willing to push back a little, as once again, evidenced by the Star Wars prequel trilogy, which was terrible because yeah. no one was pushing back against George Lucas. Yes, yeah. man. Yeah. But she could, it yeah. could also be great. It could also be great. So who I don't think I've seen enough of Patty Jenkins' work to say definitively if, if her having ultimate power predisposes her products to being something that I like to see more or less but time will tell well maybe um, that's the quick maybe that's the key she hasn't made enough uh, or as many movies yet to kind of earn that earn that right to have complete carte blanche to do whatever she likes let's say like someone like christopher nolan or someone mm. similar to that where they've kind of okay yeah you can do whatever the fuck you like it's going to be okay maybe she hasn't quite earned that yet and the uh, i felt that the new wonder woman film 84 i really didn't enjoy that and i think that may have kind of uh derailed her 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 journey a little bit unfortunately so yeah maybe rogue squadron shouldn't have been the next film that she does maybe she needs another film to steady the ship to remind everybody that she is good at what she does and can make a great movie and then come back to it about another wonder um, woman movie <laughs> it was bad <laughs> but it could have been worse um and the last <laughs> the last thing i'll say about um it, about <clears throat> kathleen kennedy is this and it kind of relates to what danny said the way that I think of the Star Wars trilogies, like those mainline moves, like those are the championship. And so it almost doesn't matter. Like you, you, so Rogue One, that's your conference championship. Nobody gives a fuck, right? Did you win it all? Winning it all means getting those mainline stories uh, done well. And I, I, right or wrong, right? I think that they probably need to change the narrative about how they do business as related to those movies. 
Um, but, but she did me, she did green light the best Star Wars movie to date, which is The Last Jedi, which is awesome. So there's that. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Jonesy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No one's listening anymore to Jam Roll, though. Disney <laughs> Plus Day happened. That was a thing. And so there was so much stuff that came out of Disney Plus Day that we're not going to go through it line by line, item by item. I am going to ask you all to pick one project. And I think, at least for Jammer and Nick, I know what your one projects are. But tell me Shit, what is the one you? thing that you... I don't even know if I know my one thing. Hold really? On, I have to look at the. Yeah, I have to look at the list and see. Do you want me to tell you? I can tell you. Hold on. Don't, don't tell me. Don't, no, no, no. Don't, 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 don't tell me. I'm gonna write it down. I'm gonna write it down. Write it down and then hold it up when I say it. I like this. I don't think I have a pen. Um, but Danny, while while I'm looking for a pen and while they're doing that, you tell me what if anything is your favorite project. Uh. I don't know. I am only right now excited about Obi-Wan and more excited than I thought I was going to be about um, Boba Fett. That's okay. it. I'm more I excited about that than I thought I was going to be, in honest. But Obi-Wan, that's the thing. It's like, yep, you and McGregor back as Obi-Wan Kenobi. Go for it. I'm a little bit nervous about how they're bringing Darth Vader back. Or, uh, um in that sense, because you know they've only met once before, so how are they going to fight again? I'm a bit confused about how they're going to play that out. But hey, I don't think we know, so, right? I don't think that there is any. Well, in Star evidence Wars, to he, say, well, he said well, the last time we met. Yeah, so sure. I think that there is yeah. a lot of Cam interpretation in there. <laughs> from a certain <laughs> point of view, what did he well, say? it could have been from a point of view. Yeah, that, that's a, it's not what Cam said. He's like, but he he's like, look at the line closer. He doesn't say like. Last time we like, yeah, there's room to that last time on ram stuff in there <laughs> when I chopped your arms and legs off, <laughs> left you to burn to death. <laughs> yeah, I just left you there, didn't even put you out of your misery. <laughs> Which is I rough, split right? up like your that's... twins. <laughs> that's terrible to a point where they before, kissed each other before I they kidnapped didn't know. your children. <laughs> Obi Wan is a dick. God, I know, I've got a bit of a thing for your wife. <laughs> yeah, that's it's the Star Wars stuff, Jonesy, for me, buddy. The Star Wars okay. stuff, right? Yeah. Nick Dahl, you ready? You ready with yours? Yeah. All right, hold on. I don't know if you're gonna be right or not. The only hold reason on. I don't because I don't know what I'm excited for. There's so many little okay. things. There's so Go many Nick. good ones. Yeah. I'm gonna there say just because no- it's close. Because it's close enough, and I, mean, I don't know. I, I'm gonna say Hawkeye at the moment. Really? Whoa! Was that yeah. something from Disney Plus? The Disney Plus Day, you mean? Yeah. Well, you know, they showed the reels from what from footage they did have, um, and uh, and they I feel like they I showed more a little, there's a literal clip. Yeah, oh, what what announcements? Yeah, what announcements? Agatha, probably. Okay. Okay. I was wrong. Oh. There's, There's a lot so of many other things. ones too, but Here's so the thing. I had I had zombies for Nick. That's what I had. Okay, it is intriguing, um, but I, I I even after what if I definitely prefer the live action stuff. Okay, just I feel like we're doing the, uh, has more the Ghostbusters thing. Like, what kind of card? What's the card? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jammer. Let me let me see if I can go one for one for two. So I'm gonna. Here's the thing. I don't know what my favorite thing was. There, because I don't think there was a home run 
but there was a lot of uh singles so like gotta pick one i'm gonna name oh fuck you okay my one and i'm scrolling through them to to see here my one i rub my fingers together rub my coins together come on come on baby what is it what is it say it Uh, you're not you're not gonna guess it what is it the tiana series damn it (laughs) honestly that's i had zootopia plus no because it was shorts i would have said yes if it was actually a series but it's a bunch of shorts same and i don't want a bunch of shorts give me a series of course i was going with marble but i agree with jammer i would want to follow the same characters honestly or not even the same characters i'll give me give me whole different stories within zootopia in that ecosystem that's i'll watch i'll watch a i would be but the thing is it's shorts i want longs you know i want full series <laughs> like a full you know said. 20 to 45 minute episode show for like show. eight episodes i love you threw that in there at the last last minute yeah um but you would have been right show. you're, you're right it would have been it would have been that had it been that but no seriously uh i was have been longer okay i was actually surprised the tiana show i was just like oh I really like Princess and the Frog. I'll watch more of that. Sure. Um, and then there was uh, Moon Knight. I like I'm, Moon Knight. I'm pretty footage. excited about Moon Knight. I need more. Um, I need more. I agree. But I'm still excited about it. Um, and then let's see. The other one is uh, Proud Family. I'm pretty excited that you like for that. The, the rule was one. Yeah. I know. I, know. I, I gave you my one. I okay. gave you my well, one. Then we're done. Then we're all done. Too. That's it. You give one. Also, the Willow every- video was so funny. Listen, dude. Everybody could have given like five, there. six. That wasn't the rule. See, Danny did it. Nick did it. Did you do it yet? No. That's the other reason That's- I'm upset. You're just taking up time. Oh, what did you, what did you do? What's your favorite? X-Men 97. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that one, but that one is pretty exciting. That's like, that was eh. out of like left field completely. I feel like if they go the new Batman, the animated series route that they're taking where they're like, we're going to, we're going to cater it to the people who watched this back then. And it's going to be slightly more adult. Yeah. As adult as they can get it on Disney plus, then I'll be into it. I'm afraid they might not do that because it's animated. Otherwise, I mean, we've seen Disney plus go pretty dark. Wow. What if has been, you know, decently good. Yeah. So I'm I will say like vein in terms of I did trade. revisit the X-Men series when the, when Disney Plus came out and it doesn't hold up for me. I liked no, it I when I was so. younger. It doesn't hold up. It's like really cheesy and just not very good. Yep. So I morph. hope it's better than that. Morph. <laughs> yeah. I scream morph. It's it's, it's, it's not, no. No. Guys, guys, done. You guys ready to move on? You guys ready? Watch, to, watch uh, that Willow video if you haven't watched I didn't it. Another Willow video. I don't want to. I don't watch it. You will go. Okay. You will go say Warwick. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It was really funny. You're not laughing, Jones, because you don't know what he said. I didn't know you pronounced it Warwick. I thought it was Warwick. I knew it was Warwick. I didn't. And you. You could have corrected Warwick. Me. Now you'll never Warwick. get that chance, Nick. You never said it before. That's all right. We'll always have Goosebusters. <laughs> no, no, it was Gus Busters. Gus, I'm sorry, Gus, Gus Busters. I love how you're correcting me on your incorrect <laughs> <laughs> No, but but Nick uh, Warwick Davis was telling me how to pronounce. There, he's like, it's Warwick or it's Warwick, and they're like Warwick. He's like, no, no, drop the W. They're like Orwick. He's like, no, not the first W. I actually, that's maybe my problem. I didn't know there was no Warwick. 
Wait, now I don't know how to say it. <laughs> I've been saying it properly right. my entire life. Since I knew he played an Ewok. <laughs> Warwick. Yeah. Yeah, you said I it. got it. Yeah, like I guess Warwick. I didn't know there's a like second a W in there, which is why I've been pronouncing it correctly. <laughs> I don't know how to spell it, apparently. Classic Nick doll. <laughs> no, this is like the, I know how to say it. <laughs> you're like those people who spell Kit Harrington's name wrong. It's one R, folks. Is it two T's? One though, R. Right? Kit? No, it's one okay. T. No, I guess that was my cat's name. It was not even the T I was thinking about. Like Harrington. Harrington. You guys ready to review a movie? Yeah. Well, what's your thing? What? I watched the first episode of Cowboy Bebop and I really like it. This is totally it. who watches. You want to do who watches now? Yes, yeah, do who watches right now. I feel like we oh, should do who we, watches. No one, Jonesy, I can say. Well, because two, cause Danny, Danny and Nick didn't, were, didn't, watch, didn't get to okay, watch fine. Ghostbusters, all so right, they had a chance right. to participate. Also, I get to talk about Cowboy Bebop. But they didn't watch it's Cowboy good, Bebop guys. either. No, he's saying it's who watches, so he's just talking about his I movie. see. He's just going to sell it. Okay, go. Whereas you and I can talk a little trick. No, I just think it's, uh, it's really fun. Like, I know a lot of people are shitting on it, but I impressed i think it's just it has a fun spirit to it i still don't think it's like the original show but i think it, it more encapsulates sort of it does encapsulate sort of an anime feel brought to live action more accurately than i th- think i've seen a lot of them but not cowboy bebop ironically enough um but yeah i think i like the characters so far i think the dynamic is fun if the, any if the first episode is representative of the rest of this show i'm i think i'm on board for it it's just a yeah. lot of fun. It's like it's like almost something that Robert Rodriguez did. It feels like a Robert mm. Rodriguez show. Um, I'm excited about that. What I find funny about that is, is like, yeah, it captures the spirit of an anime. Not the one it was intending to. <laughs> <laughs> that's accurate. That is accurate. That's, that's how I feel about it. Anyway, um, does, does that convince either of you, Danny or Nick, to want to see this? I was already planning I'm going to watch it. Yeah. Fact, I'm going to watch it. Okay. I was waiting last night. I thought it would drop at midnight. Mm. And like at 12.02, I'm like, damn, I guess I'll go back to Tiger King for now. <laughs> yeah, I, I was having... it wasn't there. Yeah. I, I totally forgot. Trek, of course. Yeah, I was going to say, I totally forgot that it was coming out. And last night, the thing that I was waiting for, like, I was like, I need therapy. I need, I need something to make me feel better. So I started watching Discovery. So we got the first episode of that. Season four. Thursday, season four. And... Um, I feel like generally season four of Star Trek shows are like, they go hard, right? You get the best of both worlds with uh, Star Trek, the next generation. People talk about the last season of Enterprise being the best season of that show. And I think Deep Space Nine, I think that's the season where they added Worf. So generally speaking, season four of Star Trek shows are pretty damn good. So I'm, I'm curious how this is going to go. We got an episode called Kobayashi Maru, which... Um, did you explain it, Nick? I heard you. T- did you? I know you said the name. Did you explain it? I didn't explain um, right. Kobayashi Maru. If you haven't mm-hmm. seen even the Abrams movie, um, but if I think the first time they mention it is a uh, Star Trek: The Motion Picture. I, picture, I think it's a test. No, it's two. The Wrath of Khan. Oh, that's right, Wrath of Khan. When he's taught, because that's how it kind of opens. Look at the non-Star Trek or Star Wars fan. Yeah, non-Star Trek fan coming in here like, yeah, it's two. It's Rath the Khan, obviously. But uh Shaka Khan. That's generally Shaka Khan. But obviously. uh I feel no, the <laughs> Maru is a, a, a simulation that you can't win. No matter what scenario you try, 
you you lose because it's supposed to teach you about well, no, the scenario is the same. We all watched the Abrams movie, Nick. We know. I'm explaining it we to the know. audience. I know. I'm, I'm kidding. That's why I started. That's the only that. reason I know it. That's the only reason I know it is because of the Abrams movie. It's a no-win really? scenario Interesting. program. Yep. And of course, most captains don't believe in no-win no scenarios, and they take extra risk when it could kill all their crew, which is yeah something that happens in the episode and happens all the time. Yeah, I feel movies. like that test has the opposite result, right? Like. I love the way that she explains it in this episode because she, they talked about the fact that people go back to the rooms and they start trying to think about how they can fix it and how they can solve it. And I feel like the, the damage done by that test creates a pathology where it's like, I need to go try and save everyone and everything. Mm-hmm. So, And I liked how it opened a lot. It was a strong opening to like a series. It felt very... Uh into darkness like the opening into darkness with running and yeah. jumping off cliffs and i think it was I, I think that it was an homage to a movie that i don't like but good part of the movie though yes that's like, like that opening like cold scene open. Is really yeah. good literally a cold open because they make yeah. the volcano inert <laughs> i think that would have been a good movie but for the plot twist as we've said multiple times on the show or if it was uh, gary mitchell or at least i've said multiple times my name is god J.J. Abrams, he's not con. Fuck you. Um, Ghostbusters, <laughs> Afterlife. Oh, one more yes. thing before we get to Ghostbusters. God damn it! <laughs> don't you want Danny's opinion hey, on, you want uh, Danny's the thing? Fall? on the heart of they fall? No. I want to talk about... That was, that was weeks ago. It was weeks ago. But he wasn't here to like talk about it last week. It was last week. That's anyway. right. Jump, I feel like you like want it, it more. Yeah. Fight about that offline. Okay, there you go. On the line. <laughs> and we got Eon. Uh, are you... Are you going to talk Ghostbusters? Because I'm going to tap out if you're going to talk Ghostbusters. Well, let's we stay are for gonna, spoiler free. And then yeah, we're going to we'll, do a spoiler we'll free out. Ghostbusters and then we will uh, then we'll move on. Uh, so Ghostbusters currently has a 62% on Rotten Tomatoes from the critics and a 96 from the audience. It's got a 7.8 out of 10 on IMDb and a 47% on Metacritic. Those are some interesting numbers. Um, Jammer, would you like to give your non-spoiler impressions so that these two can tap out? I'm, I'm actually going to give start continue the trend of bad opinions. Uh, I've always thought that the original Ghostbusters was okay. It wasn't great. It was fine. Um, I enjoyed the, the Paul Feig one. It didn't at all represent what the original Ghostbusters was, but I thought it was enjoyable to watch. Nah, it's funny. Um, but this Funny one, Morgan. I think, is easily the best Ghostbusters movie to date, in my mind. Uh, I think it has the strongest emotional through line, um, the highest quality of filmmaking, and just the, the third act is a little floppy. It's not the best, but it's, uh, it's a I think the first the first two thirds of it were strong enough. And like the very, very end of it, I think was, was okay to the point where I was just like, you know what? I'll give it a pass because I enjoyed myself so much for like the first two thirds, the three quarters of the movie. So Shang-Chi. Yeah. Sticking the landing is hard, man. I, it's, it's difficult. Yeah. Um, so my Danny has already seen my spoiler free impressions. I think that it's a retread of the first film in a lot of ways. Um, Interesting. Just, just bringing in the same villain because it doesn't feel at all like the original ghostbusters to me at all like it feels like an amblin movie so i it's hard to say without spoiling it yeah 
Um, but yeah, you're right because you get a lot of that um, childhood wonder and kind of Spielbergy ET feeling, mm-hmm. and which yep. is the, like the strongest part of this film. Yep. So I think that aside from being a retread, like you get the heart, you get the laughs, you get the great characters. Um, and I think Super that people who been. are, yes, yes, that is exactly yes. right. Nick. I was so 100%. If, if you were, if you, what you wanted from super eight is what you'll get from this movie. Most oh. of it. On it's also a stranger thing, but less, less horror. Yeah. Okay. I was just going to say like, they capture the Amblin feel very well at stranger. Things. Yeah. Yeah. It's super not as dark. Eight, it's just weird. Yeah. Where are you going with this? Anyway. Um, but yeah, I think Nick, that's, that's dead on for me. Um, and I really enjoyed it. I, I don't know if Jammer and I have the same feelings, like the reason why we think the end is wonky, but there is something in there. I'm like, why'd you do that? Um, yeah. Something is cool though. They uh, the visual effects. They, they leaned into practical effects for this one. Oh, so you'll notice that it's not just that, like, it's like, oh, it looks more real. No, it looks, it looks, it has that cheesiness that the original had, that flatness yeah. to it. You know, like where, you know, certain like zappy things are like, look like they're more like they're composited or superimposed onto like a, a shot. It kind of has that feel. Interesting. A lot of them. Well, I definitely yeah, want to yeah. see it. So I'm going to probably yeah, going to go Thanksgiving week. Yeah. If you go in not expecting like, oh, I want that, I, I want that high, that highbrow blue collar comedy dry stylings of the original you're not gonna like this movie yeah Don't is, that go the original? is that how people say the original is? that's how that's how people that's how like fucking ghostbusters neckbeards like to talk that they talk about that's what's what made it so great um but it's not it's but it's yeah okay yeah all right i, I think care. i really liked it because i was a kid i feel like my, <laughs> i feel like my nostalgia for that film and like my enjoyment of the film is firmly rooted in the fact that when i was a kid just like x-men how dare X-Men. you imply the nostalgia has anything to do with the quality of ghostbusters the fucking fans would would eat you alive <laughs> no sorry i really I, hate I, ghostbusters fans i just hate fans i realized really? i'm a yeah. i didn't know there were that many to hate like that's the thing. Oh, well, I remember try writing about Ghostbusters when the 2016 Ghostbusters came out. Yeah. They were fucking villainous. Well, the problem they is were you awful. like it. That the problem No, no, even like even it. before that, no, before the movie came out. The years leading up to it, they were terrible. Cuz like they, they were toxic. <laughs> like they were they were toxic before, you know, before Star Wars fans got even more toxic. Like they were more toxic than Star Wars fans at the time. Actually, I think they might still be. To be perfectly honest, Ghostbusters fans. Yeah, that's fascinating. Interesting, interesting take. Um, I mean, maybe that's just my limited perspective because I was writing about it at the time, so I got to see the seedy underbelly of of Slimer. But um, <laughs> but you know, um, I'm curious: is this too spoilery? Because it's no, this isn't a spoiler because it was in a trailer. But you know, take this for what it's worth. How do you jammer feel about the fact that they erased 2016? Oh, I don't care. I know that. I don't care. That was obviously its own universe anyway. Yeah, it was because it utilized the the Ghostbusters as like cameos that of random non uh non-connected cameos. And they discovered ghosts, you know, just like in the first movie. Like, you know, there's no mention of previous ghosts. They discovered ghosts, they have the same like mayor scene as the first. It was truly like a reboot, as if like the other one didn't exist. Whereas this one is a continuation of the mythology. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I figured. I mean, yeah. 
what else? Anything else before uh, you all leave? I think, Nick and- I think it leaned a little bit too much into fan service. Um, I think most of the movie, I was just like, oh, this, this could have been a movie that came out without the IP known as Ghostbusters, and it would have just been boom. But then like stuff happened, I was like, oh, maybe not. And then it leaned <laughs> a little too hard into it, Yeah, I think. Um, I think it's a weakness, but if you're a huge fan of Ghostbusters, maybe you'll like it. I think you and I are talking about the same thing. Yeah. So. Cool. Um, I guess we're going to take I, off. You guys out? You yeah. Guys yeah. Out? yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I, I think you guys a- will enjoy it. Yeah. If you like what we said, I think you'll you'll enjoy it. If you, like what you said. <laughs> if you like what we said, I see what I meant to say. I can't talk today. Obviously, you can't make good opinions either. <laughs> Spider-Man 2, yeah. and I'm out. No. I'll see you guys. Adios. Bye. Adios. So, so I don't I don't have a lot more to say about it. Usually, if I enjoy a film, I don't have a ton of things to say about it which probably isn't a good thing um <laughs> learn to explain why you like something jonesy i want to hear I, why i mean i can't usually i think that grace mckinnon was her she was so good she was the heart of this film and i what i loved about it was that she was not she was a a a, a, a oh what am i gonna say she was a stereotypical character but they layered on so much other stuff. So usually you will see this kind of character and they're just nerdy and withdrawn and can't really seem to move beyond that. And that was kind of who she was, but she also had these, these other layers to her where she was trying to tell jokes and like she, she leaned into it. And those were truly enjoyable moments. Like the, the scene where she's telling the joke to Paul Rudd in the beginning and she winks. And she winks. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, was, was that a joke? She's like, yeah, that's why I winked. And it's just like, I, I already liked her before that, but I feel like for me, that was the moment where I'm like, I'm really going to enjoy her take on this character. Um, I think what I really liked about her take was that it was, it had the capacity to be the way she was described as like really smart um, to the point where she had a hard time making friends. Like you kind of get those, it, I'm not sure if you had this impression, but like a lot of times when you have these smart characters, it's like, they don't like people. They don't want to be around people. Whereas this character wanted to, but just didn't know how. There was like an extra vulnerability to her and this sort of desire to be liked, even though she didn't know how to do it. Like right. when, and just sort of her her warmth and happiness when he that her friend asked to be her lab partner. And she was just like, oh, like she was super excited. And it was just adorable to watch. So there was like that extra one. And then when she leaned into the jokes, like even at the very end, when she was telling the jokes to that ghost. Yeah. There was just, she was just like, went all in on the jokes. And I was like, she was able to balance between like, yes, I'm really smart, but also I'm still a little kid. Right. Um, but I think it also helps that you have her playing the role, the actress, because she, that's like her thing is playing smart characters. She played one, she was um, in that Chris Evans movie, Gifted, where she played the right. gifted child. And then she was also in Young Sheldon as the un- other smart kid. Oh. And so like, this is like a third, at least a third, maybe there's more, I don't know. Uh, another third smart kid that she's played. So it's like, she's had time to practice. To develop the smart kid character. To develop the smart kid character. She's cornered the market. Um, Pretty much. Did, did you think that, so I've got to ask you, the, we're talking about the end. We were talking mm. around it. What was the thing about the end that you didn't like? 
I knew exactly the moment where it kind of fell off. There were two, there's the moment where uh, the mom rips off her clothes and then there's a golden dress. And I was mm-hmm. just like, oh, this is weird. And then Paul Rudd and her kind of go up to each other and then like they like fake make out. And I was like, oh, this is weird. What's happening? Like the rest of the movie to that up to that point, I felt very sort of heartwarming and emblem amblinish and sort of relatively grounded, but also has that fantastical feel to it. And then we just kind of went into the original Ghostbusters camp that I did not expect. And I could see people liking it, but considering the tone we had gone with, it it clashed with me. Yeah. And seeing those monsters and seeing the ghosts at the end. And there was also that moment where the main, the girl character said something like, explained, oh, if these two guys come together, then they're going to make this other ghost. I'm like, when did we discover that? I don't know right. if I was slow, but I don't remember. I didn't follow it. I still don't understand how they came to that conclusion or even what the plot is at that whole point. So I also, so I'm surprised because the thing that I didn't like was when the original Ghostbusters showed up. I also don't um, like that. In full I also uniform. feel that. Yeah. Um, there was, it. that is the part where it's like, okay, now we're into a territory that I do not enjoy. Um, was the guy that brought her, that built the, the place for Gozer, was that J.K. Simmons? Yes. Weird, what a right? Weird non part for and Bokeem in the 2D rip, the way she ripped him in half. I thought, yeah. I was like, Whoa, whew, that came out of nowhere. It's one line. Is he just friends with Reitman? <laughs> like, I don't, I was very confused. So, between yeah. him and Bokeem Woodbine, who was like, Who are you gonna call? Um, that's what I was talking about last night. So, yeah, when, when he said that, I was just yeah. like, When that happened in the movie, I was like, Oh, that's what he was talking about. <laughs> who are you gonna call? so bad um i didn't think that that came out so it was weird that both of those characters and actors had no part also there's an actress from a show called uh reservation dogs who Hmm. was in the have you seen the show i saw the first episode and i was like this is too stressful for me and i stopped (laughs) so the um one of the characters one of the girls is a background character when they go to the mountain the first time and I was like, that's so-and-so. That's really weird. So I, I thought it was interesting that at least three people that I know from other things just had very little to do with this movie. But I also do wonder if maybe they cut a lot of stuff from it I buy to that. make, you know, to make it, to slim it down more, which could be why I'm confused about the plot and maybe why some subplots with those characters were just like nixed a little bit. Yeah. Um, there was one other thing I was going to ask you about. Um, I also liked McKenna Grace's relationship with her brother. Um, Mm. I feel like they did a good job of creating characters and relationships that you know, but also not making them too stereotypical. I would have expected them to not like each other or something like have some sort of stress, but they got along. They liked each other. They were brothers and sisters. They were like, I... I get tired of seeing that same relationship dynamic played again and again and again. So it was nice seeing this where he had a sister that he obviously cared for. He was trying to help her integrate into larger society. Like, Hey, here are the jokes that you could tell. So you're not a complete fucking goober. Um, I mean, here's, I think, uh, I think, I think that trope of, of siblings hating each other was especially prevalent when we were kids or around our age. I think it's less so now. Um, but I agree. I like it when siblings get along 
it's nice. Like um, another movie that I actually just rewatched recently, I appreciate the sibling relationship was Mitchell's versus the machines mm. where the sister was really supportive of the brother's dino- weird dinosaur <laughs> addiction yeah. stuff. And it was just like, they very clearly loved each other. And I just like it when they just get along. It's, it's a little more realistic. Yeah, they fight. Obviously that happens, but at the same time, there's, it's nice when like the, the love siblings have are like reflected on screen. I'm curious what that means. Like what was going on in the seventies and eighties that <laughs> the people writing this stuff was like a fucking, Hey, my brother or sister. And it's going to be reflected in the work that. I think it was screen. low hanging fruit, <laughs> low hanging fruit jokes of being mm-hmm. like, Oh, we obviously hate our sister. That's an easy way to get a laugh out of kids because we all hate our sister. Go with it. I guess. Like freaking Kevin McAllister hating all of his siblings, all of his cousins and siblings and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. But um, but um, yeah, like the fan service at the end was too much. I agree with them showing up. I think they could have handled it in a way that worked, that was less like reverent. Like yeah. if the shots didn't linger as long, if they, if they, if they did things that blocked it a specific way, I think it could have been effective as like a standalone story been like, Yes, these are the guys that we saw in the video. Like, yes, these are the guys who did this. To like, it would have built up to, oh, these are the guys from that, as opposed to, oh, these are the guys from the last, from the first Ghostbusters right. movie. Like, it could have been done in a way that I think would have satisfied me and you, but it, it was very much like, let's stop the whole movie right. and just keep the camera pointed on these guys because the fact that we got Bill Murray back is just still a godsend. Let's just make sure that we milk him for all it's worth. Use up that screen time. Don't know if you're going to see it again. Here it is, baby. Pretty much. Um, what <laughs> I, the other thing that I liked about this movie, and this is probably the last thing that I think that I have to say about it. I, watching the trailers, I was not sure how they would deal with Egon Spangler. And I mm. liked that just from the beginning. They were like, no, here he is. And then throughout the film, they're like, he is also throughout the film as well. Um, I, for me, it played relatively well. And mm-hmm. I'm curious how that played for you. Yeah, I was wondering if we we're going to see him at all. I would have thought it was a little, it would be a little bit weird if we didn't actually see his face, but I'm happy they decided to go voiceless CG face. I think that was, and then, but mostly not show him until the very end. I think they handled that really well, the balance between, I guess, the respect and, and making sure you get character mileage out of him. I think it was really, really good and effective. Yeah. And it made me, I liked it a lot. Yeah. Hopefully we don't have to wait uh, 30 years to get CG T'Challa. But we'll see. We'll see. CG ghost T'Challa. Yeah, CG ghost T'Challa, voiceless. Um, really quick, I did not stay for the second post credit scene because oh. I thought there would be only the mid credit scene because I was like, ah, this isn't a Marvel movie. I can leave. Um, I've gotten to the point where I started Googling. Okay, so what happens at the second in the second? post credits what was the remind the first one was the one with bill the first one was and, the cards it was okay. bill murray and the cards and sigourney weaver okay i really like that post credit scene because i liked I, I know you didn't ask but i'm gonna tell you anyway i enjoyed the fact that it kind of you get to see how his life turned out and it's nice that that relationship worked out um so that was fun uh and I'll, even I though even liked, though it's one of the reasons i didn't like it i didn't like it because i'm like a kid who had just come into this movie or a person who had not seen the original had no connection. Fuck him. And I, for me, I'm just like, 
just make it stand alone. Like it, it, I almost wish I could erase the original Ghostbusters and then have this movie stand alone. I feel like it's more powerful that way. Yeah, they tried that in 2016, didn't work. No, they didn't. They didn't try to connect it though. I'm saying they erased the original Ghostbusters and didn't play well. No, that's not what I meant. I don't mean erase oh, okay. them from existence the canon. I'm talking about pretend that movie didn't happen and imagine this movie came out with a property Ghostbusters not having existed. Yeah. Keep pretty much most of the elements. I think it's almost a more powerful story about like being able to kind of look into like what happened 40 years ago and this mystery yeah. and stuff. Like I think it almost plays more effectively if you're discovering it with the characters and okay. uh, like sort of peeling back the layers of this world. And it's kind of that, that illusion of a standalone story is sort of ripped out of my beautiful hands when we have that scene at the end with Bill Murray. Okay. I, I can see what you're saying. Um, I just, I, my perspective was that it was just a moment for those people, right? For people. Uh, it is, it is. Yeah. It. And just whatever, don't care about you kids it's totally an anakin skywalker fuck these kids type moment um so the second scene is winston having a conversation with janine and i'm not entirely sure what it means given something else that i'm going to say so he who's, is talking who's to janine janine melnitz she is the person she was the secretary the oh yeah, right, right, right. really um, really quick also hmm. fun story she is also hmm. in young sheldon really she plays sheldon's grandma oh that's cute yeah. Anyways, apparently I watch a lot of Young Sheldon. I'm realizing now. I don't think I revealed I, that. I, I actually enjoy the show. It's actually pretty warm. Okay. Anyway, continue talking to Janine um, or Janine. 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 Get it right. So they're having a conversation, and um, she she's talking about him and this business that he's built, and he's talking about yeah, you know, working with the ghost persons was the thing that told me that I had the tools and the talent to do whatever I want to do, and he built this business. We don't know what the business is, which I find interesting. Um, and you also get to see at the end of the movie, he talked about, you know, he's going to take Ecto one and, you know, he's like, I'm going to, I'm going to fix you up, baby. And so you see him bring it back into the warehouse or not here, uh, the firehouse and you don't know what he's going to do with it. Um, yeah, it's not, it's not Raiders of the Lost Ark. He brings it into the, uh, to the firehouse and you get the impression he's going to do something to it, but you don't know what, um, one of the other things that you learn from that scene is the fact that he is paying the rent for Ray's business. So the occult store that Ray has, mm -hmm. um, he's not turning a profit and Winston is the one keeping it afloat. So I, I, the thing that I was, that I find interesting about that scene is it seems to set up a sequel, but it, as far as I know, there's not one in the works. Yeah. So who knows, right? We'll see. It was funny. I, I just imagine a really dark turn for this for that scene and that dark turn is like imagine he's like we're gonna fix you up ecto one and then we see some guy in Merchantburg. hey are you ready to get started elon musk comes out yeah let's <laughs> get to work yeah <laughs> it's just like no. no 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 thankfully not no no edgelord billionaires here but no. what else anything else you have anything else to say about this uh this thing like i said i think it's my favorite ghostbusters to date take from that what you will i have a skewed perspective on all the movies um but uh yeah i just think it's really it's just so much fun there's a lot of warmth yeah. there's great characters there's great filmmaking for the most part it doesn't completely stick the ending but hey i had a good time it was one of the better yeah. times i had in theaters this year yeah um the other thing i'll say i have a question for you 
did it seem like they were ignoring the events of two? Like they kept oh, referencing yeah. what happened yeah. in one, but it was really weird because I feel like the Empire State or not, oh, the the Statue of Liberty walking through the city is a bigger deal than what happened. I think they're trying to avoid any movie that nobody liked. And a lot of people didn't like the second one. And, but what I find interesting, I actually looked it up and they were like, no, no, it's a direct sequel to both movies. I'm sure. So, yeah. It, it, it's like, it didn't maybe reflect those events, but yeah. it like it, it, they still happened. Yeah. I love the little uh, stay puff Marshall and then they were cute. The ones that they were like horrifyingly like killing each other and themselves. <laughs> that was so good. When he bit Paul Rudd's, like, I think I laughed out loud, very loudly when it bit his finger, when he reached for it. <laughs> it's like, it's marshmallow. How could that possibly hurt? <laughs> it's shocking, probably. Just like, what the hell? Well, What's why happening? Did he say ow? He was like, ow. I mean, I would do ow if, if it did that. It's got no teeth. I mean, it's instinctively. <laughs> like, it's more of a surprise. Like, ah. Like, ow. Okay. All right. I'll, I'll take it. Anything else? Yeah. Shut it no, down. I'm, I'm done. Let's shut it down. All right. Cut shut the check. It down. Cut the check. So, dear listener, if you like what you heard, do all the socials. Like, rate, comment, subscribe, share. We would definitely appreciate it. Also, check out LRM Online. It's got other podcasts and great articles. Are you yawning? Are you yawning? Are you yawning while I'm trying to I am. God damn it. Damn it. I'm going to change it up. Uh, check out LRM Online. It's got uh, podcasts and articles for you to read that are really good. Other than that, though. Jammer, where can you be found? You can find me on Twitter at Jam the Writer and all of my books under the name AJ Cerna on Amazon and Audible. Cool, cool, cool. And you can find me at Sir Jonesius on Twitter and Instagram. And of course, right here on Breaking Geek Radio Podcast. Folks, as always, thanks for listening. And we will catch you on the next one. Hasta luego, Don't get any on your mission accomplished. Boom. All right, Man. I got to go. My uncle just called. I think they're going to let her pass. I need to get conference review. Oh my god. What's the matter? This is work related. But oh. anyways, I think they're gonna they're gonna let well and separately Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18-plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.